0: Welcome to Family Financial Fuses from University of Illinois Extension.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Kamaya Walls-Bichard, and I am joined today by my colleague Seisha Grobenstetter. And today we also have another great topic for you. Today we're going to be talking about pets.
0: Hi, Seisha. Hi, Kamai. How are you? I am doing well. I'm just glad that spring is coming spring here you. in yes. weather like I'm so thankful for that yes me too but I'm also excited to talk a lot about pets today yay I'm excited super excited so how should we get started Kamaya? So,
1: you know, I thought about it, and I'm like, let's talk about, like, our childhood experiences with, like, pet ownership, whether or not we had pets in our families, and I can kick it off. Okay. So, I grew up um, with dogs, and my mom, like, she took such great care of, like, our dogs, making sure that they were okay, Um, but I didn't have, like, a lot of experience, like, one-on-one, like, taking care of, like, our dogs myself, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of, like, my my only like experience
0: um with having pets okay and it's when i was growing up yeah so my whole life we had pets my whole life um i think when i was little my mom had parakeets to begin with and well she also had poodles she had like was like real big fan of poodles and then at one point we had five dogs and three cats oh my gosh so we had eight Animals in the house. Yeah, I know. Wow. Um, and then I always vowed that I would never have that many animals and I don't, but I do have five cats now. So I think <laughs> I've officially hit crazy cat lady <laughs> status, which I am sort of I, proud of. Yeah, I guess. I wouldn't say
1: that. So that kind of <laughs> leads me into, <laughs> that kind of leads me into just kind of like our adult experiences with like having pets and what that has meant for us. And again, I can go ahead. I don't have any pets right now i do have a family though who then they really really want pets mm-hmm. we tried out having beta fish when my daughter was a little bit
0: younger yeah
1: And she absolutely loved it. Like she would go up and she would talk to them. And I think it's just her way of saying, mom, you know, you are the one right now who is holding this up. We need to we need
0: to get some pets inside this house here. Oh, yeah. um, well, like I said, I've always had, I mean, I've always had a pet, um, even in college. So I think the only time in my life I didn't have a pet was, um, like the first three years of undergrad, just because I couldn't find a place that would allow my, me to have pets. That didn't mean that there weren't pets in my apartment. Cause one of my roommates snuck their cat into our apartment, which I totally loved, but, yeah. um, I've always had one. Uh, I started out with two two little kitty, two girl cats. Um, then I got a third girl cat, and then um, that one passed. And then I adopted my main coon boy, and then we started fostering cats because, you know, we wanted to like, give back to our community. And then I ended up with two more. So it just seems like once you pop your cat, top you don't stop yeah <laughs> so um but you know i do realize you know, like my son now that he's getting older he has more empathy for animals which is mm-hmm. kind of nice to see like he talks to them and he like helps feed them and it gives him a lot of um some responsibility to help right. like it don't make him like scoop the cat litter or anything that's kind of gross but you know he like in the morning he'll get really excited he's like mommy help let me feed the kitties with you or like he's like you know get them give them gentle nice pets so that's kind of nice to see like yeah that he like gives them empathy and like learns to love them in a good healthy manner so it's been nice as an adult yeah
1: so I know that some of our listeners probably have pets and may have had pets their whole lives Mm -hmm. but for our listeners who are kind of debating whether or not so I'm kind of like one of those people too like you're in that that place where you're thinking about which type of pets you should get or if you should um, get any pets at all what are some things that people should consider because with like our theme of um, family financial feuds and thinking on the money aspect of it I'm sure a lot of our listeners are concerned or thinking about like some of that piece as well too
0: oh yeah um I see this a lot when I um, am talking to people about pets and they're just like pets are really expensive Mm -hmm. and it actually shows that the lifetime cost of pets is is pretty significant so this uh, I found some research that came out of the United Kingdom um, and the information I got is converted from pounds to dollars so the lifetime of pet uh, cost of owning a rabbit can be anywhere from like twelve thousand dollars up to twenty. Ooh. Uh, the lifetime cost of owning a cat is anywhere from twenty-one thousand up to th- almost thirty-one thousand. So that's pretty pretty good, pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And then with a the dog, um, you know, we're thinking about close to thirty thousand up to forty-three wow. for thousand dollars lifetime. Yeah, cost of a pet. But these things include things like food, um, preventative care, like going to the vet for annual checkups, getting vaccinations and then any kind of extra things that you want to think of. So I bet that these even though these are um, I think they're kind of a little bit underestimated for the lifetime Mm -hmm. ownership of having a pet, but it is a good starting place for a lot of people.
1: And it seems like a, a huge number, too, because we're looking at the
0: lump sum of it, not oh, yeah. the piece of it, like for each year. No. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, like, from my experience, like, you know, we went from, you know, having three cats to five cats and that doubled our um, monthly expense expenditure for their, you know, their for their their cost of their food. And then, the car- of course, the cost of their cat litter. So yeah. um, just even from going from three to five, it was a it was a little bit mm-hmm. of a jump for us.
1: Yeah. And in, in addition to like the costs, another thing that I thought about too and like which pet should we get and should we get a pet uh, is our housing situation because that's mm, a big yeah. piece for people who are renting. You may have to pay a fee if your building or your landlords, if they allow you to have pets, you may have to pay a monthly fee and that can add up depending on where you're living as well. Yes. If you do own your home, then it's probably, it's, you know, it's a different situation. Situation, but for for people renting, and and I thought about that too before we um, you know owned a house, and we looked at like the cost of what mm-hmm. it would would be for us monthly. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I can tell you that I paid pet rent in the past. Um, you know, uh, I paid just like a flat fee for like the whole year, like you know two hundred dollars or whatever it was. I've also paid monthly pet rent, which was not so fun, <laughs> you know, just like on top of my rent, like monthly rent. Um, and that was per animal. So at the time I had, I had two cats. Mm-hmm. So, um, you'd think it was like $30 a month. So $60 a month extra just for my pets to live in my apartment. Yeah. Um, it's kind of expensive it is. for some people. So, you know, I can see kind of the drawback if you are just, um, and then maybe that's your lifestyle. Maybe you don't have the option of owning a home, or maybe you just prefer to live in maybe a bigger city or an apartment, you know, maybe that option isn't isn't there for you. Right. That's true. Um, and helpful. then, there, you know, just to kind of like piggyback on top of like, yeah, home ownership, but I think there's also like where do I get my pet at? Mm-hmm. So do That's I... That's another important thing to consider, yeah. yeah. You know, where do I get my pet? And I'm very biased, so I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Like, <laughs> I'm super biased, like every animal I've ever, I personally have ever owned has been adopted except for one. And that was because we bought him at a pet shop for $20. So that was my first cat, but every other cat has been adopted from, um, humane, uh, humane society or shelter. They've always come from a place that, you know, I can give back to the community. So I think that shelter pets are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of, you know what you're getting into when you purchase you know, or adopt a pet. Plus adopting sounds so much, so much nicer (laughs) anyway. Um, But I do have family members who love um, purebred pets. Mm -hmm. Both my sisters own purebred dogs um, and more than one of them. And they had to pay a hefty sum for these dogs. So talking about like the lifetime cost of a pet, like that's going to shoot it up exponentially um, is if you get a purebred, pet whether it's a cat dog or any other animal like that's that's a that's a hefty fee And I've I've heard arguments, too, for people who
1: might not go the adoption route and go like that route that you said that your sisters went. And sometimes it has to do with personal preference. And we absolutely Mm -hmm. support that. And sometimes it has to do with either medical issues when it comes to, like, allergies. And for you, I know there are a lot of um, pet lovers who have allergies. And so for some of them, like the type of animals that they have uh, is they have to put a lot of consideration into it so it's harder for them to make the choice to say you know maybe i just want to adopt just adopt like a cat um and instead they might go like the other route
0: so yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard yeah i've heard some i mean argument. there are a lot of people who are allergic to cats let's yeah. be honest um i mean even i technically am allergic to cats are you i don't <laughs> care yes i am i actually am allergic to cats uh, but i don't care obviously because i have all these cats but um you know, but there are some people who are so allergic that even just being in the room with the cat could like have them s- to stop breathing and, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, I think that's a good reminder to our listeners is like, yeah, pets are great, but you know, you want to make sure that you're not allergic to them either. Yes.
1: All right. So another, another thing I thought about too, as I'm like, you know, that question of should you, shouldn't you is like the care so you were providing like the care piece but what um happens when you go on trips or vacations how do you um get others to care for your animals or do you take
0: them with oh that's a what? great question so i yeah. know um Kamiya, our colleague andrea i'm just gonna mm-hmm. throw her name out there she's gonna listen <laughs> to it later anyway <laughs> i know that andrea takes her dog um, a lot of places with her and she'll Mm -hmm. actually plan out in advance, like pet friendly hotels and pet friendly places to take her dog, uh, out in public. So that's a great experience for her. It probably gives her, um, some extra work to like look up hotels and, um, you know, locations and places like that. But at least they get to take their dog. I mean, they only have one. So obviously, uh, there's not like a horde of dogs with her, Mm -hmm. but, um, You know, the the other end is, you know, you might have to board the dog, and I know that boarding can be very expensive, especially with multiple pets, Um, but, like, in my household and even growing up, we always had a family friend just come over and we'd pay them, you know, a certain dollar amount for the whole week or two weeks or whatever, however long we were gone, and that's what we do now, honestly, is um, because we have so many that we're just like, well, I mean, and they'll be more comfortable at home anyway. Plus, there's other uh, things associated with boarding, like, they have to be up to date on their shots and a lot of people don't do that. So, um, those are some considerations to, to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, and I have an experience with that. Um, We don't have a pet in our household, but we do have family dogs. Mm -hmm. And my mother-in-law has um, her wonderful dog. We just love him. He's such a cuddle buddy. Um, And he, yeah, so we all were in Chicago. So we all were in Chicago for a long weekend. And we found, we did that thing that you said Andrew did. So we found like a hotel, like a pet-friendly hotel. And you just paid like an extra fee to have him there for the few nights. And it was such an interesting experience. And, of course, like not a lot of places do that. So mm-hmm. it's nice when you can actually find places that, that does that. But one thing that kind of struck me, too, is looking at that hotel. They were pet friendly, but the cost, like you had to pay more yeah, um, to have to have mm-hmm. him there. So that was one thing that I thought about, too, with like care and the money piece and the money side to it. Another experience that I had um, in talking to a friend, and when she would go on vacation, she would leave her dog at a daycare, a doggy daycare. Oh yeah. And yeah, and it's you know the the dog is around others, and but she always said that when she came back, like he always looked so sad. Like she felt like he was um, very sad, even though he was getting. Um, quality care yeah um, she noticed like changes in his behavior and it took him like a couple days to get back to normal oh. but like the the emotional side to it so you know paying for like the, the 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 doggy daycare versus the emotional side for her so she looked to see like what would be some other options yeah um, that she could look into to make sure that um, she didn't feel as guilty about leaving him there even
0: though she knew that he was getting taken care of yeah, yeah. I mean I've heard of doggy daycare, but I've also heard of people just like doing dog walks. So like, I know that's really big in like bigger cities, like um, probably in Chicago, New York, like where, you know, the dogs need to be walked on a regular basis and uh, people will go into the apartment and go pick up the dog and then take the dog for a walk. And I know that that's kind of like a booming piece of like side hustles right now for a lot of people. Yeah. Is to like take care of pets uh, while people are, are at work during the day. So it's just kind of another piece of the puzzle with finances. It's like, well, yeah, I have this dog, but I work eight or ten hours a day, and I want to keep it happy. And you know, it needs a, it needs a walk. So how do I, you know, make the pet happy and you know keep my house happy too, right? Exactly. So I have this question for you, Sasha, okay. and I'm excited to hear your response to this okay. question. is this like a secret question? No.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I guess it kind of is. <laughs> But- if, you, if you don't know about secret questions, go listen to our first podcast. <laughs> yes, go
1: listen to our first one. So, in like your household, uh, you you know you've had like pets, your cats, for mm-hmm. a while, and they've been such an important piece, part of your life. What was the agreement and negotiation process like was for you and your partner when you were thinking about how many um, cats you should have? What was that
0: like? I want to hear this. Okay, so... um, so Kyle and I, uh, when we first started dating, um, Kyle grew up with dogs. So I just want to say that uh, he did have a dog and a cat growing up. And I don't think Kyle is a dog person. Like I think he likes dogs, just like I like dogs. But like I'm just not a dog person. I I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't like walking them. <laughs> I I don't like the idea of like having to spend all this money to board them or like mm-hmm. the doggy daycare thing. I'm just like ser- like I love friends who do that and like I totally support that. Please do not give this the wrong way. But I'm just like man that's a lot of money like you know um and even though my cats are my babies um okay so we started out with two and then we fostered one and that's how she stayed with us um but adding the extra two like i had to um make some compromises with kyle so uh we actually came to this very silly compromise of that um unless i was sick or out of town I was fully in charge of taking care of the cat litter. (laughs) So that's how um, the final two came to our house. Uh, It wasn't more about... It wasn't about like... It wasn't about the money about like adding the extra expenses of their food and their mm-hmm. litter it was like who's gonna take care of the gross stuff right <laughs> because <I> mean, that's <laughs> the piece of it but I also do I, I normally am the one that takes them all to the vet um, I'm that I'm that person who does that in our family just because it's easier on me to take them um, but I've also had to be the one that also puts them to sleep as well so mm-hmm. um, On the other end, it's kind of hard. But I think that's kind of the agreement we've come to. I think Kyle just enjoys letting them sit on his lap and, like, cuddling with them. So, (laughs) As a man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I guess to avoid, like, feuds in your household. So whether you have, like, your own family or you have roommates or other people who you are sharing your living space with, I guess from that is have a conversation. Talk to them to see
0: what would be the best route to go is that what i'm hearing from you yeah i feel All like right. um like our conversations were more about like we love having animals but there are mm-hmm. a lot of chores that come along with them like oh i, yes. I guess I, I get you know i kind not only do like only the cuddling i guess kyle does vacuum our house a lot because i am allergic to the cats he takes kind of like that that big step of like you know i'm gonna vacuum the house for us mm-hmm. because you know we do have so many um but I, I think, you know, just that communication is key to like, make sure that, um, you're on the same page. Cause if you're not like things are going to happen, like, you know, you might have the dog, like the dog be urinating and like, you're the only one cleaning it up all the time. Like that's not fair to one spouse or the other spouse or the one partner or even a roommate. Like, um, Oh, I can tell you this story. I This is a side story. Like, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But, like, one of my sisters, I love her, but her dog um, has an affinity for, like, eating everything. Ooh. I don't think she has pica, which is, like, uh, where, like, they just literally eat everything. But maybe she does. But she, one time I was over there, and I know better than to, like, leave things out. But I was cleaning their house, and I found some, like, old limes, like an old lime. And I threw it in the trash and didn't think anything of it. And I came back to her house and the dog had eaten it. Oh no! And got it in the trash. And I'm like, well, how many other things did she eat in there? But then, uh, continuing with the side story, she, her name is Kara. Kara also, um, there was a plate of brownies like in a in a you know a Pyrex glass bowl, okay, like. And she got up on the counter and she ate the glass and the brownies and thankfully my sister found her otherwise Mm -hmm. she would have died Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that kind of, like, rolls us into, the the vet care costs, and especially, like, those emergencies. That's a great lead-in. I know, right? I was just thinking about this. Um, Because, like, she, my sister paid a lot of money to, you know, to save her life because, I mean, there are shards of glass in her stomach. She also ate chocolate. So we got, like, a two-for-one punch. Like, I don't know how much she ended up spending, but, like, uh, it was a significant amount of money. And for, like, dogs, a lot of issues come up with stomach issues. And it's one of the more expensive um, costs. So I found this report from Healthy Paws uh, Pet Insurance and Foundation, and that in 2017, more um, people spent more than 1.17.1 billion dollars at the vet. Wow, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the dog top five dog issues were skin conditions, which is uh, common, um, stomach issues, which can be up to twenty eight thousand dollars on average ear infections eye conditions and then pain and you know just taking care of pain on a regular basis for an animal can cost up to like twenty thousand dollars yeah which is crazy to me but then on the other end of the spectrum we have cats you know Mm -hmm. dogs and cats kind of have the same issue that they try to eat things they shouldn't (laughs) um so stomach issues can be for cats up to up to twelve thousand dollars we have urinary tract infections for us poor kid those poor kitties uh skin conditions they have feline cancer it can be up to twelve thousand dollars as well and then those eye conditions again for the cats so uh it's kind of crazy how much we kind of spend on our animals if there's an emergency or if something's wrong with them. Right. And... and- Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was I was thinking about my sister. Like, my other sister has these two dogs. And, like, one of them has um Might have a skin condition. Like, right now, she's going back and forth between, like, taking him to the vet. Um, mm-hmm. She got him allergy tested. Like, all these things. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's a lot. Like, I give mm-hmm. props to people who do that. Um, and I've done it for my own pets. But um, that's a lot of money to spend on it. Yeah, it is. There's a lot going out. And then it goes back to what
1: i think about when i think about like pet owners and believe it or not i'm going to be a pet owner <laughs> yep. i know for sure that we are i have a family who is very obsessed with um getting dogs and maybe a cat so you know in thinking about like as pet owners who really care about you want to provide quality care and you want to protect um, these animals that are in your care mm-hmm you look at the cost for a lot of it and i know i hear these from, hear this from a lot of pet owners it's absolutely worth it Right, and I mean for us as personal finance um, educators, how do we help people who, yes, they know that with like their pets come the responsibility of if they have any medical issues, um, they have to put money together in order to get the care that they need. So for us, like thinking about this, what are some of the strategies that we could? Advise people who are listening to maybe like save and prepare for like the unexpected when it comes to like their, their, their pets, just as they do with like other things in their lives. What are some techniques? I know you have some, Sasha, so, that we can advise people to do. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think there's like four different options here and I could be wrong mm-hmm. on my numbering, but I think the first one is just preventative care, right? Mm-hmm. Like as humans, we have preventative care that's taken care of for like a lot of things that we do like um, I guess females we have a lot of preventative care taken care of like physicals are now preventative care that are taken care of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think just making sure that you take your your pet to the vet at least like once a year Um, Yeah, and then I think another piece of that, just like on top of it is like, yes, shopping around is important, but I also think that quality vet care is important. So Mm -hmm. finding a a veterinarian that you believe in that does a good job um, could be a little bit more costly than just like, you know. Your mom and pop shop This is vet. Yeah. It's not what I'm trying to say, but like, <laughs> um, you know, like I had a, seri- like, I, this is a sidetrack, but my sister had a scary experience that she took her dog to, um, um a low cost vet and to get him neutered. And then he ended up, um, coding and he almost died. Thankfully he's okay. Yes. Like we... We love him, but, um, her dog, you know, like that's something that can be really scary. And, you yeah. know, if he was at a different veterinary office, maybe that wouldn't have happened or maybe they could have helped him more. I'm not really sure. So I'm not bashing low cost things. Just know that. I just think, uh, you should also look at, you know, um, what does it reduce. cost and what does it look like? So that's yeah, my read, first reduce. one is, <laughs> is a preventative care for cats. Yeah. Um, That's good. The second one I would say is just like this idea of just like saving for emergencies. Right, Kamaya? Like yeah. In the event that something does happen, because let's be honest, something probably will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's um, genetic for your pet or it's an accident or if they're just like they ate something stupid, which happens a lot. Right. For, I mean, like the, like the top two for dogs and cats. Our stomach issues mm-hmm. um so i think just being mindful of that so you can either you know self-insure i guess like you know having a, a lump sum of money but i think that goes back to something that kumaya and i have talked about in private about like how much when do you draw the line yes how much is too much yeah how much is too much or even that if that's even a question
1: for some people yes because we also discussed too um that for a lot of people like you know their pets are their family and their pets are really important um aspect of their day-to-day lives yes not saying that other pet owners aren't but for a lot of people they are family to 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 them and so for making like the decision to whether or not i need to spend this amount of money on medical care it really isn't a decision this is this is a part of my family and i must i must take care of them yes but for other families too that are struggling or you're having a hard time with like different things how do you make a decision
0: I don't, I don't know how you <laughs> make that decision because mm-hmm. I mean like uh, I told my in private like my husband and I were talking about this and I found an article about a man who spent about $13,000 on his dog just to save him I don't remember everything that was wrong but I asked my husband I said well how much would we we spend like if one of our cats was sick and he goes five grand <laughs> randomly out of the blue and I was like "Well, what if it What if? what if we had to spend $6,000 and like they would be perfectly fine or you know like we only spent five and they had to be put to sleep and he was like don't put me in this rock in a hard place and i was mm-hmm. like well i mean but seriously like when when does the when do you say okay this is this is too much mm-hmm. um and i think that also depends on your pet and your relationship with it and deciding you know like how much harm How much harm am I doing versus how much good as well? Right. Yes. That's Um, a good point. That is a, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that before, but I think, you know, Mm -hmm. like if my, if my pet is obviously in pain, like there's a difference there, right? Yes, there Um, is.
1: And your financial situation, you know, going back to that, that's yes. an important piece. Cause if you um, say, for example, you do have a family and you know that you have stuff coming up for like the kids or you have to prepare things for them. And it is hard to make like the decision of where the, does this money go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard. But I, I think one thing I think about too, is what other community resources are available yeah. when it comes to like animal care, um, other low cost quality things that yes. uh, might be useful that you can utilize, your family can utilize because you don't want to have, I, I hope nobody is in that, you know, tough position where you are having to decide I, I really can't cover like this medication for my animal mm-hmm. because I have other things going on. So just looking into seeing what community resources might be available to help.
0: And I think sometimes even people forget that they can actually even go to like the pet medication Like to the company and ask Mm -hmm. for you know either like some not free samples but like free you know like 30 days free or 60 days free or you know coupons i know i have a i had a a colleague who had a cat who had special dietary needs and they would send coupons every six weeks or something and that way she could get the the food at a lower cost for her for her animal so i think sometimes we forget like to ask yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I always hear, I say this a lot, you know, like if you don't ask, the answer is no. Um, and we, I think a lot of times we just think the answer is no. Yeah. So I think sometimes yes. we have to That's take, advantage, take uh-huh. advantage of that stuff. So Um. I also, I don't know, Kamaya, if you had any other questions for me, but I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about pet insurance. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. So um, I have been hearing about pet insurance for like a number of years now. Um, And pet insurance is on the rise. And I'm not for or against pet insurance. I just want to make that very clear right now. Uh, I'm just an educator and my goal is to educate others. Um, But I do think it's really interesting, like how pet insurance is growing, because we do have a population who believes, you know, pets are our family, which is how I I believe, too, um, Mm -hmm. in that at no cost, there will be no cost to save my pet, right? Right. Um, So um, they predicted by 2019 that the pet insurance market will surpass over $1 billion. And the number one reason people buy pet insurance is that they want to make decisions about their pet's health without having to worry about whether or not they can afford the treatment. Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Um, But another thought, another piece of this, which I was like really wowed about was um, that only 10% of dogs and 5% of cats are currently covered by pet insurance. And that just in the last year, the industry grew 17.5%, but only 1.83 million pets are covered. Which just mm-hmm. sounds like a lot, but like if you consider like maybe every household has like one or two pets. Yeah. And you think about like an apartment complex or a high rise, like that's a lot of pets in the building. Um, so I just was really interested by it. So I also did some quotes for my pets. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear this. Okay. So I did a quote <laughs> for my oldest cat, Bella. Bella has been. I just have to throw this out there. Uh, Bella, we a couple years ago, Kathy um, and another colleague of ours. And then Karen Chan, um, the four of us, we were working on the curriculum, all my money. And if you have all my money, that's great. If not, you should check it out. But if you do, you know that our mascot is a cash cat. And part of the reason the cat came about was because we did this, um, one minute money challenge from go banking rates along with FinCon, which is a financial bloggers conference. And we did two short one-minute videos about how um you could save money and we had bella be the star so if you haven't checked those out uh, bella is the star of both of those and the first one she tells you that if you eat at home or you like you bring your lunch from home that you could save money on food costs um, and then the other one was about saving her, she saved her treats for a rainy day. That way she could eat all of them in a big pile. When she was sad or depressed or just having a bad day. So. <laughs> um, but Bella is, so let me give you some background on Bella. Bella is a tabby cat. Um, so that means that she is like a mackerel tabby. She's like brown and black. She has green eyes. She's very mouthy. Um, but I did three quotes for her. Um, and one of the things i knew noticed was like because she is older, she's almost 10, was that um the costs were kind of high. Mm-hmm. So, um the first one I got was like $70 with a $200 deductible. The next one was like $35 with a $1000 deductible. But anything I um paid for after that, I got 90% reimbursed. So after that $1,000, I would, if I spent $10,000, I would get 9,000. Well, I wouldn't get 9,000 of it back, but I would get a large sum of it back. Right. the other one was $35 a month with a $200 deductible. But there was a lifetime maximum that I could only spend $10,000 in the year. So like Mm -hmm. if Bella had cancer or something, um, And the average cost was twelve thousand. Like I wouldn't be covered for that extra two thousand dollars.
1: Wow, that's so interesting. So, for like our our listeners, would you advise others to just kind of explore, just like you did, to see what you would actually end up paying if you if they go that route, if they're looking into like the
0: insurance piece? Well, I would tell you that you know um, if you have. You know, the younger the pet is, obviously, the cheaper it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some things to look for are, like, um, your ad- what's your deductible? That's an important piece, right? Yeah. How much are you getting reimbursed? And then is there a maximum amount that they'll pay per year? Mm-hmm. I think that's important, especially if something really bad happens to your pet. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying a million dollars, but, <laughs> like, for mm-hmm. people do sometimes. Um, but I do think, you know, you should have a... a a dollar amount that you feel comfortable with that like you don't think you'll ever hit that amount Um, right so, some things to think about when you look at pet insurance. I'm um, like I said, I'm not for it or against it either way. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's an important piece to look at when we're talking absolutely. about Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, if you're like Absolutely. If you, especially if you like if you're like my 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 kitties or my puppies are my life and like mm-hmm. I don't want anything to happen to them and I want to insure them and you can financially afford this a month. Like right now if I had to do this with my five with my five cats, like I'd be paying above load mm-hmm. it's like how much would yeah. I pay $175 a month <laughs> if I just I, did all cat all the cats at this last rate $35 a month that's a lot yeah that's like a small car payment yeah, I'm going to touch on a little
1: thing that you said, too, about okay. um, I always see those little bumper stickers on cars that says, I'm a dog mom or a cat mom. Oh, yeah. So, yes. But, yes, we're just uh, sidetracked right there. But, yeah, I always like seeing those because it, it, it tells you that people have they value mm-hmm. their animals. They value their pets and they want to do everything in their power to make sure that they're
0: healthy and happy. Well, it so, actually does lead us into some of the research I found, Kamaya. So um, Colleen Kirk, she um, is in New York, and she recently did a study about dogs and cats, Mm -hmm. and her research paper paper is titled Dogs Have Masters, Cats Have Staff. (laughs) I just love this title. Right? (laughs) She did say that um, this research reveals that consumers who perceive Greater control of their pet's behavior. So, people who think that they can control their pets in a better way, or maybe they're like more dog like than cat like, or maybe they're just more cuddly or whatever, that these people will spend more money on life saving surgery, health insurance, and specialty pet merchandise, such as things like food bowls, paintings of their pet, or maybe even a 3D printed version of their pet. These people will also be more likely to spend or spread word of mouth about their pet, for example, posting selfies. So I probably fall in that category. (laughs) Um, You know, I even have a cat Instagram and I have cat I've seen some. I've seen some friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The crazy cat lady (laughs) lives inside me. Um, (laughs) But I just thought it was really interesting, this Mm -hmm. this research. And uh, I I was really actually really grateful for it when we were looking for the research about pets because. Right, you know, I thought um, it says like for for example for cats like if you can train them to do certain things, um, just use a scratching post that 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 would enhance the person's perceived control of their behavior and then mm-hmm. ultimately increase. Um, lead to an increased valuation of their pet so that they would actually you know spend more on their pet because they think that they can control their behaviors or control their like tendencies or whatever so it's kind of cool yes it's It's a very interesting research yeah. I, I really loved it. Um, I I give Colleen Kirk a like big shout out. Hopefully, listen to this and be like, wow, someone talked about my research. But Yay! I just, I loved reading it. Um, I really enjoyed learning more about it because you know um, I don't mm. know. It was just really cool. It was like it really. And I've just uh, the title catches me. Yeah, the title oh, yeah. alone just catches me. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely. Um, what is it, a servant? I have staff. I'm, I'm definitely my cat staff, trust me. <laughs> um, not that dogs, you know. I, I, Like I said, I do love dogs, but um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, lo- I love the cats. I love the, the kitties. So. That's awesome. <laughs> so as we're
1: wrapping up, there's another piece that, I mean, Seisha and I talked about behind the scenes, of course. Yes. And we were talking about... Service and emotional support animals, because, you know, when we th- when we think about pets, we think about people electing to or choosing an animal and purchasing that animal just to have them in the family or to have companionship with these animals. But for there's some other types, too, and we're not going to go too much into details about this, but with like for service animals and emotional support animals, um, you know, what role do they play and sort of like the money piece and how that impact like your life overall where you are reliant on these animals to help you with your day-to-day activities. Yes.
0: I think uh, service animals have a higher standard a little bit because, you know, like if I'm a seeing eye dog, I've been personally trained by someone for multiple, Mm -hmm. multiple hours. Tons of money has been poured into Mm -hmm. this dog. Um, So, you know, keeping that pet healthy and happy is really important because that seeing eye dog is helping you get through life. Yes. Um, You know, or if they're like a a warning dog where like if you're about to have a seizure or a panic Mm -hmm. attack, Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're dealing with po- uh, PTSD, um, post traumatic stress disorder, or um, some of those other things. Like you need this dog to, or other pet to survive. Exactly. Um, where I think emotional support animals kind of have a bad rap a little bit. (laughs) Like Kamaya and I were talking previously to this out loud um, about these articles about these emotional support pets on airplanes. Yes. And the ones that have been banned ones of them and actually United banned them, banned all of them, which I thought was so interesting. Um, -hmm. but like you, please don't bring your peacock on a plane. Please don't bring your snake on. I don't want a snake on a plane. Okay? Like no snakes on this freaking plane. Like, no, no. Um, but I do think, you know, if you believe that your animal um, has that empathy and could be an emotional service animal, like those are great. Like I've seen some other things, like other service animals can do like um, library programs where like mm-hmm. they'll bring an animal into the library and kids can read to them. Yeah and vice versa i've seen kids go into shelters and read to animals like those are great programs to help those cats or help those kids be more confident in reading just more confidence in general yeah. so yeah. um those those things are out there for people like if that's something that interests you like please feel free you know to look up emotional support animal It'll pop right up it can tell you how to do it um yeah. but i think, I think- you know, service animals like those are important Yes. animals to those people
1: yeah and that that's a big part of the conversation that we had behind the scenes too is when we were talking about what is enough when you have animals that you are relying on for different things mm-hmm. that you care for and that also benefits you in a lot of different ways uh there is you know there's not, no such thing as oh this is enough, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's just part of the conversation regarding yeah. that, and we didn't want to go too much into details yeah. about like the service animals and the emotional support animals because there's a lot around that, and it's a it's complex, and it's we didn't want to heat it. Yeah, we didn't want to too. Yes, it it is a sensitive subject, and we didn't want to go too much into details um, into that.
0: Oh, so I will Satya. say though, I, I do. I will say like as a PSA for service mm-hmm. animals, if you see a Service animal dog, and it says don't pet it. Don't pet it. Like that's the yes. only thing I can tell you. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that animal is working. Like mm-hmm. he's a working dog. Like don't touch him. <laughs> um, one thing I don't know that we touched on, um, Kamaya, if you if you want to like just spend a few more minutes talking about this. Yes, was uh, about making plans for your pets after you're gone. Yes, we talked about that behind the scenes as well too. Yes. <laughs> um. So recently. Um, a very famous designer passed mm-hmm. away, and left a large estate to his cat. Right, Kamaya? Was it a cat? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, while I don't think that you should go. You can be as extravagant as you want. And if that's what you want to do for your pet is make sure that they are taken care of. There are pet trusts that you can create with an estate planning attorney. But I think just making sure that, you know, you have a plan in -hmm. the event something does happen is important. Yes.
1: And I'm glad you brought that up. It is absolutely true. And I enjoy reading like some of the different articles and, you know, like some of them might seem controversial related to like, oh, I'm leaving this for my animals. But like we've been saying... For a lot of animal lovers, these are part of their families, and you want to make sure that you are protecting them. You are um, ensuring that if something happens, that there's somebody who is going to take care of them, and that's that is absolutely important.
0: And I can say from like a personal viewpoint here is that you know after my mom died we didn't really know what to do with her three dogs Uh, and one was a special needs dog who needed diabetic medication twice a day Mm -hmm. and so for us you know like we really struggled with you know where do these pets go um especially because we didn't know what her wishes were. Uh We had to make that decision. Um, you know, we gave one of the dogs to her best friend and then, um, the other dog went with one of our other friends, but she recently passed the the diabetic dog named sugar. So much irony. Um, and then Mm -hmm. the other dog is with my sister. So, you know, I think just making sure that they don't go to shelters or especially a high kill shelter. I think that's important too. you know, like Mm -hmm. just because your life has ended doesn't mean their life has to end. I think that's, important to remember um oh i wanted to like talk about one last thing go ahead so if you are thinking about you know maybe getting a pet for the first time there Mm -hmm. are tons and tons and tons of shelters who are in need of fosters and so like maybe you're like really hesitant because like this cost that we talked about in the very beginning really scares you i just want to encourage you that if you're looking to foster um you know like A shelter can really help you with, like, the supplies that you might need, including, like, you know, if it's a cat, you know, it can give you a litter box with litter and then a food bowl and then, you know, like, all of that. Like, that way, if you want to just try that on to be a... a pet parent for just a little bit and see you know which animal you like better like that's a great way to do it I think that's a great way to start for a lot of people yes I agree Just just seeing
1: because you know you might have this desire this Vernon desire that yes I I do I really want this puppy but um, having like this experience can help you see where you are and um, if you're able to care for this animal as they deserve
0: I agree So, kind of just like to wrap up, like, pets Mm -hmm. are kind of... Pets can be expensive, (laughs) but I think... I do think that, you know, knowing knowing what it costs mm-hmm. to own a pet over a lifetime and knowing that you have to take care of it right like it's like a exactly. it's like a small child in a way yeah. um they don't know how to defend themselves or anything like that so they need to be taken care of go to the vet they need to be walked or you know uh stimulated like a cat um <laughs> so i just think that's a good thing to be mindful of But, uh, also knowing that, you know, people are spending more and more on pets. So where to draw the line? Um, do we, do we have money in savings for a pet in case there is an emergency, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like it's really your choice and you can make those decisions. Um, and if you have a disagreement with your spouse, like just talk about it or your, your loved ones or your significant others or maybe live in a multi-generational household with a mom and daughter or son and daughter or whoever son and daughter (laughs) you know what i mean um but you know just being mindful of that communication piece too
1: absolutely and i will tell you this that if i go home um today and i say to my family okay let's do it i know they would jump on board right away so we this um, this episode of this podcast And even talking to you, sasha Because you're a pet owner Has given me a lot more insight Into what I think would work Really well for my family And I think we'll be having Some conversations around this topic So I hope so I know, and I hope our listeners Got something from it too Because we know there are a lot Of pet lovers out there And um, it's just a wonderful topic And
0: I'm so glad that we got to cover it Me too Well, thanks for listening today and I hope that you guys learned something new. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Family Financial Feuds. If you'd like to learn more about the educators, extension in Illinois, or just personal finance in general, you can check us out on the web at www.retirewell.illinois.edu.